Hey guys, it's great to be in the studio again with you. Before we get started, we, know, we don't have a tire talk segment this week, but I have one tire talk question for the both of you that's related to yesterday's the Ronda, the, the Tour of Flanders. Usual, okay. usual rules, we say our name yes. to answer the question. Usual rules. Hutchinson Sector 28s. No, usual rules. You say. <laughs> Tubeless. Oh my God! T-bone, tubeless. King's rules. I haven't asked the question yet. Okay. The question. The question, Townsend, if you're interested, is one of the podium winners in the men's race was riding tubeless tires. Who was it? Bodie Bodie. Yes. Uh, uh, green ass. No. Choice of two, Townsend. Uh, you got to say your name first. Townsend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Alexander Kristoff. Correct. Well, good evening, and welcome to episode 80 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Hey, Bodie, this is the T-Bone. And this is Sir Cheerio. So uh, UAE is running tubeless tires? No, just Kristoff. Just Kristoff yeah. tubeless. Okay, Do you, did you get any other uh, details, like why he chose that, or how he um, was able to just do it himself? I was going through that, you know, cycling news ha- always have their big, like, tech section, especially for the spring classic races, because there's always some slightly unusual things that people have, their little peccadillos and stuff. And apparently, I don't know, um, they switched out Kristoff's uh, wheels for uh, tubeless-ready wheels and, uh, and tubeless tires. So, yeah. So maybe had Vanderpool been on tubeless, he wouldn't have fake broke his collarbone and then got back in the race. Not sure a tubeless tire would have saved his steer tube, right? That's what ultimately Ooh. broke on his bike. Well, so well, we're kind of get, I, we're getting I into got, this early. I, yeah. got, I think I got that wrong. I don't think it actually was a steer tube, and we'll get on to that later. Because mm, uh, I, I just got some hot hot news about that. Before we get on to the big show, mm. um, the exciting one half of Holy Week, uh, I was on the way over listening to our latest special edition, you'd call it, a podcast episode with Automatic Racing. Got to say, that was a good Me episode. Um, Got to say, really enjoyed uh, listening and chatting with both Thomas and Lauren. Um, excited to see what they're going to uh, do this season. And uh, got a, got we got a review a five-star review from one of their teammates who we haven't met yet and but it looks like uh, thomas i believe is his name as well is, is going to be at sunny king so tom mm. shelveson so I, I don't know Salveson? for sure you never know on instagram if that's someone's full name or it's a abbreviation of their name or a nickname salveson yeah tom mm. so thanks tom awesome uh, and you, is you, a, you get thought... a shout out on the podcast because we sponsor your team there you go yeah and uh, it, it looks like Brick Danger Blade is going to be there as well, I think, because they uh, just saw that they were all registered and signed up. All right. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks to those guys for giving us lots of, lots of shout-outs on the social media this week as well, announcing our sponsorship of the team and throwing good vibes our way. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, folks, I mean, let's just get right into it. Durand... The Tour of Flanders. Yeah. The second monument of the year. Holy crap. It was awesome. It was great. Alberto Bedial, Mama de Pasta, <laughs> wins his first World Tour race. Yeah, and it's the biggest. Happens to be a monument. Yeah. Um, that, that was awesome. That, that was an amazing move on the last time up the word, Eau de Quermont. Um, he attacked and he stayed away. Mm, brilliant uh, team tactics. Uh, yeah, EF. Sep rode out of his bibs on, on that, really, didn't he? Ooh, out of his bibs. Yeah. Did, I've never heard that. I just made it up. It that, like, that's great. I mean, I was, I pulled in one of your quotes Chef Sep serving up a big steamy bowl of pain. Mm. Chef Van Mark. Yeah. Yeah, he really was. Uh, it was, 
I mean, and a selfless effort, right? Sepp is somebody who, you know, he's Belgian. You'd think, you know, a man who would dream of winning Flanders and has been close before. And he, yeah, he's... I mean, well, and, and he was he was in the he was in the leading break for quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, th- there were three three vans in that. Uh, Sepp Van Mark. Yeah. A lot of vans. Uh, Dylan Van Brawl. Yep. Uh, now I can't remember the third. <laughs> well, was 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 Jasper uh, Greenass it was in Ask- that break? Askren was in. Askren was in there as well. Askren was in there as well. Yeah, and there was before, another van who, who then went on to finish second in the race. So before we get too deep into this, let's give a shout out to him. His best result of his career. Yeah, uh, yeah. second. Was it year. Van Poppel? Uh, yes, I believe it was Van. No, it wasn't Van Poppel. Sorry, great. we've got great research here. But in any I, event, I Sepp, Sepp was in that break, and 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 then ended up getting caught, and then almost immediately started driving the front of the chase yeah. for Betty All. So yeah. he relinquished his own uh, individual aspirations that he must have had. I guess he just wasn't feeling it in the break, probably or maybe knew that his his time in the break was short, or that he didn't have the legs to to consolidate that into a winning move drops back into the group you think he's done and then immediately this is when you you texted us you know chef sep serving up the you know the bowl full of pain well i mean i i I would love to actually hear what that what that what was going on in the team car what they were did they call him back i i wonder if it was i thought he got caught well he did get caught he got caught because he he drifted out of the, 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 the back of that break. But I guess the question is, oh. did he radio to someone saying, hey, I yeah. don't feel like I've got the legs? And they said, okay, drop back. And, and you work to, to, you know, to, to pull this break back up to, to I the I mean, the he leaders. obviously had the legs to, to keep driving hard for quite a while longer. Oh, but maybe it was did. a matter of, maybe it was, a, it was a matter of, hey, I'm not going to make it to the end in this group. But. I can I can help. I, yeah, I'd yeah. be I'd be intrigued to know if I, I have a feeling. I this is just my own opinion. I think that Betiol was the plan all along because they've known they must have been known from the earlier in the season. He's been looking really good. His attack on the Poggio, all this kind of other stuff. He's he's been up for it and and obviously hungry. Yeah, and it could have been that right. So it could. Do you have guys been forget that, that Sepp crashed in this race? Two Early. races ago? Yeah. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's, I, yeah, I figured that he was, at that point, had realized he was not the leader of the team. Yeah. And that's a good he's point. a good man to go out in the break. Yeah. He's Sep. And right. And if he gets away, he, I mean, he can get away. Um, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Dylan Van Barl was, was riding pretty, pretty strongly in, in that break. And it may very well have been that the plan was to get Sep in a break so that others, uh, in the back would have to chase. Mm-hmm. Betty all could sit in yeah. and kind of get a free too. ride. But then maybe maybe they started thinking, hey, wait a minute, this break might stay away. Van Barl looks really strong. Sep dropped back and you know help you know help pull uh, Betty all back up to those guys, which is ultimately what happened. And then you know Sep put in at least a twenty minute effort to to pull it back, and he finally popped at the the alt, the final climb of the Quarman. He was. Yeah, and that's where back. it's all kicked off, and that's where Betty all attacked on the on the Quarmont. Um, so perfect setup by Sepp. Yeah, but he went long. I mean, going on the Quarmont, you've still then got to get over the Paterberg on your own after that, and he managed to hold them off. Yeah, and you know, and Betty all is is no uh, no slouch when it comes to time trialing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen him strong all spring uh, classics. Like I said, you know, he's been on my fantasy squad, and I kind of was like, I don't actually know why he's on my fantasy squad. I mean, he was four points, but I think he was strong in, in both Umloop and Kern, maybe. Put him on our yeah. radar. Um, I actually didn't know a lot about Betty L, so just, you know, kind of did a little research, and or, you know, you read enough cycling media, you, you put together a story. He was actually on BMC last year. That's right. But he started with Cannondale back when it was Cannondale. Yep. Um, so that he uh, gained gained a little weight while he was on BMC. Mm. Um, that's why he kind of got the nickname Mama de Pasta because he lived with his mom and, and was too fat when he came back from BMC. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. They even talked to Greg Van Everman. He said that he, he knew Betty Gall and he, he was a little bigger on BMC and he knew he had potential but really wasn't kind of surprised that he uh, was able to, to do that move. But... Uh, well, and uh, you know, he also said he wanted to come back 
Um, and you know what his reasoning, he said, uh, he wanted to come back. Pink jersey. Yeah, pink jersey. So. Because he wanted the same color that's the leader in the Giro d'Italia. That's why he wanted to be he on must, the team they must have, They must have had a sneak peek out on that jersey then. Hmm. I guess it was pink the year before. It was yes. pink the year before. Okay, for that's, right. that's right. Um, also interesting. So, oh, I mean, I'm burying the thing. Yes, so Betty all won, right? He managed to get away alone. Uh, quick quiz question. Last Italian to win Tour of Flanders. I, I have no idea. I'm going to admit that. I should know this because I think I heard the answer two days ago, but I forget, Matt. I think it was 10 years ago, 2009, maybe. Uh, Alessandro Balan, who, remember, got busted for doping, former uh, Olympic uh, champion. And he won in Lamprey, pink and blue. Hmm. Maybe that's why I saw that Lamprey photo. Okay. All right. So Um, you're saying Italians are faster when they race in pink. Yes. Hence... The pink jersey, yeah, and then Giro. Well, I mean, look, guys. I mean, that the sort of the, the breakout story is Albert, Alberto Bedial, uh, you know, winning a great, great move. Lots of great uh, photos by the Grubers who photograph for EF. Love seeing that stuff. You saw some really cool videos on Twitter of the Soigniers, like mm-hmm. at the at the end, just like in tears. And you know, it's interesting that EF has really created this dynamic where their wins carry a lot of weight with the media and the fans because um, they happen so so uh, infrequently yes but this year in the last i think they're they're getting more right i mean it could be a combination of the fact that their the writers are getting better they're getting better writers the team has got funding whatever they're doing better they're getting more wins but they really do know how to milk that victory and also, they're good at telling stories, and that's kind of really important, and I'm going to hit on that later on in the women's race, but mm-hmm. the idea that we know so much about Betty All, a lot of it is through their your prolific use of social media by their by their writers, and that sharing of the story, and that, that draws you in, and, and that's their whole thing, right? EF Gone Racing. That's, really... that's driven by Rafa, right? That Rafa's actually the ones okay. curating that content for them that's, that's a good point deal. so i mean yeah, yeah. anyways so i just wanted to point that out and like like i said they gruber shoots for them gruber yeah. uh, ashley and uh, jared and they're really phenomenal and um what they've been doing it's just it's a perfect it's like that's it's they're doing it really well and i'm i'm enjoying it yeah um well betty all's reaction when he crossed the line certainly seems to suggest that at least he thinks that there's more to come from ef as he pointed to his eyes like watch out for e- pointed to his eyes and then pointed to his chest. Watch out for EF. Yeah, no, I saw that. Although I think that that was also said that he was that was to the press. He's saying you don't see me, you guys don't cover me, but yeah. here I am. Yeah. Um. So Bidial is able to escape, get away. Fourteen k, seventeen k. He's away. He attacked from a group of, I mean, pretty much all the hitters. Yeah. All and, the favorites, and it seemed that. Well, except and, for and what, did, what did they do? They Looked immediately started looking around and looking for somebody else to cover the move. And it's really interesting, right? That situation, that negative racing, where one, you have these like those are the strongest riders who survive the two hundred and forty-five kilometers, but yet it's they all cancel each other out. Yeah, and there's no they need you know. GVA needs a freaking he's like I said to you he's forever alone he's a forever alone meme guy like GVA is super strong but he's always driving the move driving the break uh, chasing things back and he just he he needs someone there to help him out yeah, Whereas, nobody really had a teammate no quick step did yeah. there were three well, quick step riders in there three quick step riders and then Lotto had two and you know the question is like why weren't they chasing Matt you said I mean maybe they just flat out couldn't um, yeah, I mean, at that point in that race, some people are just going to be, I'm hanging on for dear life yeah. here and hoping I can get in the top 10. Well, it's interesting. Quick step with, you know, you're right, Matt. They were the, they were the team that had the numbers <laughs> in that break. And, and, and what did they do? Um, but but essentially set up Casper Askren to, to go off and solo into, into second place, yeah. you know, by allowing him to escape and then not work for, you know, anybody to. Right. So if you're quick step, I guess you think, okay, well, you know, nobody else is going to do anything 
send you know send send this guy up the road. Nobody even chased Askren. So you're thinking yeah. they're all looking around, racing for second place. Then he goes off the front, and then they're all looking around. Now they're all racing for third place. <laughs> yeah, you know and it's it, kind of ridiculous in a way. It's interesting about uh, Greenass is that he said that he went to the front to pull to sort of set up, I guess, Jungles or Lampart. Yeah, and Jungles just fucking sat up and let him ride away and mm. immediately radioed. Was and Jungles parking the bus? On, yeah, on the front of everybody. Yeah, he probably else. just yeah, he probably radioed and just said nobody's gonna chase him. Watch, nobody's yeah. gonna chase him. Yeah. Let him go. And, and like, and Jasper just goes and I, I don't know that that's kind of. I mean, a at cool... that point, none of none of them are getting the win. Youngles doesn't really care about second place, right? He doesn't want second place at Flanders. But Askren, it's his first. It's his first Flanders. Yeah, so I, I, he's I, gonna be. He's I mean, gonna... it's to me, it's a cool baller move by Jungles. Yeah, I'm I mean, into so. it. For sure. I mean, I mean, and that guy's been in the break for how long was Askren out there? Like, you know, yeah. really, they they he was sent up as cannon fodder, and uh, and I think that's a real like, you know, I think that's a that's an awesome move. And oh I think yeah, that's, I mean, that's total- great. That's a great team. That's great teamwork. Totally deserves that second place. And yeah, yeah baller move by Jungles and 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 uh, Eves to 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 let him go. But I mean, look at that point in time. I think that I think that little. Uh, Peloton could have worked together and still probably chased Betty all down if they'd have gotten their yeah. shit together. I mean, they really, could, if they you, all worked together, they would have had him, no doubt. It's like, it's interesting. I mean, do you say like, hey, can, let's just, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> never really in this situation, but it's like, it's 17 kilometers or whatever. It's 16 when you get past the Paderberg. Can we work together for 10 and bring him back and then dick around? Like, is there is there that? Well, the, the, the reason they don't want to do that is because guess who got third? Kristoff. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's a good point. That's what someone said. It's like, yeah, why are we going to... And Matthews is also hanging on. Right. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you do that work. You bring a sprinter in. Uh, he wins. Kristoff, uh, yeah. third place. I mean, he's looking good. Like we said this last week, his form is back. I think he's... Uh, his tires were awesome. Wait, wait let's, not, <laughs> let's not gloss over this because this is the one redeeming thing about my pick for this race. Yeah. I picked Kristoff to finish third. In this race, now I picked Wout Van Aert to finish first, and Zdenek Stebar I think to finish second. But I picked Kristoff oh, to, right. to finish you third on the re- last episode of the podcast. Rewind the tape, but I think I think uh, okay, all right. So you were it's more it. correct than any of us. Yeah, because Stevie Stevie was dropped like thirty k to go. What, what do they say? You can't win Om Loop and then carry that form. Is it to Flanders or is it to Roubaix? I think to Flanders. So I think the guy who wins Om Loop doesn't win flanders right that's, that's what they say that's always hard to do so yeah. um yeah we so okay speaking about picks let, let's go to another big storyline yeah it's matthew oh yeah i mean phenomenal yeah well what, what do you even say like well, can you can words describe the ridiculousness that we watched no yeah 10, uh, out, you're of, talking 10 about, out of 10 would crash again well, well, well <laughs> so by the ridiculousness you're talking about his white bibs that's yes, <laughs> I mean, he even said he admitted that maybe the white bibs weren't a good, a good. Well, was that to distinguish him somehow as the team leader for Corinthian Circus? I it was so that they didn't mistake him for Bob Jungles. Yeah, I uh, saw that on Twitter. Someone said so. They, he, he said, "I'm not Bob Jungles," and it's very similar. Um, but well, Vanderpool, yeah, go ahead. I just, I mean, dude is phenomenal, Ugh. and people are freaking out, and everybody who uh, has watched Cross for the last four years is like, yeah, duh, we've been telling you. Yeah. Matt, especially so, yes. this, that's his favorite horse to beat, is how great Vanderpool is, and uh, it was phenomenal, man. He crashed well, at 60K to go yeah. on the ground, looked like he broke a collarbone, his elbow. It didn't look good, did it? No, he no, was he was laid hold- out. He was holding his arm in that way that anyone who's ever fucked up their shoulder, broken yeah. collarbone, separated their you shoulder. Recognize you that. recognize yeah. that. I I recognized it immediately and thought, oh shit. And the next thing you know, he's back on his bike riding. You almost think he's out of the race. Then he's back on his bike riding on a new bike. Has to chase for. I think he said he chased for oh. about thirty minutes. I would I would be intrigued to know what his. He probably did like a new FTP. Yeah. In that twenty minutes, chasing through the caravan, gets back onto the back of the G three chase group. Yeah, works his way up and he, goes off the front of the G three chase group. Gets up to the, when does he attack? He he rides through everybody on a climb. There's some climb where the he's Koppenberg, the, right? Yeah, was, was it the, the Koppenberg? The penultimate crossing of the of the Koppenberg, right? Or was it the last crossing? No, he was. No. he was with the main group by the time no, they got to the. No, it was it was the oh pen- the Koppenberg, right? Before they got to the. 
I believe it was the Coppenberg. Yeah, it was you're right because that was at about that was at about forty k to go. And the group, or was it the, or was it the second time up the Udaquamant? Yeah, well, that, that that doesn't matter. But yeah, but it, the thing is, is like yeah. Well, also we saw him go super hard on the. I think it was the Udaquamant because that's around forty. I think the second time up that. But yeah, the, the fact that he, um, it, yeah, he just he just. We're like every moment I was like, I mean, I kept thinking, oh, no, it's all over. He's not going to get there. He's going to be done. He's not going to do it. And then we see him like halfway up the group going up that climb. Just phenomenal. And he he said, and I read this in a cycling news article, that he didn't know Betty All was up the road. Oh, really? Which is kind of hard to believe because doesn't he have a race radio? I mean... Maybe. Maybe those weren't working. Maybe, you know. Maybe when he crashed. Um, he said that... Kristoff uh, was yelling time gaps to him, and he thought it was from them to the group behind him, oh. not realizing it was it was Betty. He said, "If you look at the climb, he was at the back when Betty all attacks. Vanderpool was at the back of that. Mm. He was like, I was in bad positioning. I you know just chased for so long. He was like, I would have gone with him, you know, if if I had seen him. So uh, and then you know he gets second in the field sprint behind Kristoff." Yeah, just off the podium, fourth place. You know, yeah, imagine he won. Uh, so he won on Wednesday at yeah, Wasdorf right. His first first ever World Tour race. He wins it, and I called it a classic. There was some pushback <laughs> in the Slow Ride uh, podcast Facebook group whether that was a classic. Yeah, is it a classic? Definitely it, a classic, dude. The, you saw the meme. I saw the meme. It's great. I mean, it has Flanders in the name. Exactly. It's Flanders. It's organized by Flanders Classics. <laughs> because right. I like to associate classics and monuments. This is the same. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Imagine what he could have done in that race if he hadn't had to burn an entire book of matches chasing back on. Yeah. Apparently, he has two books of matches and everybody yeah, else I just has one. Yeah. I, I, I believe I, it. Um, he's not doing he's, Roubaix. He can't. His team's not invited. They're not invited. So he can't do Roubaix. Which is a bummer. It is a bummer. It's a, it's a real bummer. Um, I'm sure uh, Flanders was a bummer for Wout when he was like, really? He's yeah. back? Come on. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Wout for a second because, yeah. you know, I don't know exactly what happened to Wout. Maybe, maybe it was just that extraordinary distance of this race. Although, I mean, he did fine in Milan San Remo <laughs> staying on. Different race. Different, you yeah, know, you can you know, sit in different kind of long longer. race. Yeah. But, you know, Wout always, all day long, looked like he was just always in the right spot. Yeah. He was always like fourth wheel. He did, he was positioning always close to the front. Was fantastic. Yeah. Always close to the front, but never working too much. And, and uh, looked comfortable. Strong team. Yeah. I mean, he's got a really strong team, Yellow Lotto or Yumbo or whatever they are now. Um, and he just but, couldn't hang on the final climb. Yeah. Last week, I said that I didn't think that um, MVDP, you know, I said that MVDP doesn't have a very strong team, but he actually does have a pretty decent team. And they did quite a bit of work for him. So, you know, I kind of take that back a little bit. I mean, one of his teammates has won Flanders twice. He's just old now, you know, but he has. He has Wait, some... is that. Who is that? Oh, uh... Stan Devolder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what well, I wonder about Wout, uh, has he is he fatigued? Like, is it, you know, this cross into road, and where Vanderpool hasn't raced as much road is just kind of hitting him now, and and you know. Well, I don't know. I mean, Wout took midweek off. He didn't race wars. Yeah. Whereas no. MVDP did. So you you know, I mean, and this and the point of that was to rest up. Yeah. And Wout so. was in that final bunch. And Wout can't sprint as well as MD, MVDP. Well, but he 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 was really he. he was I think going he was backwards. Gone. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, he was he, gone at the last climb of the Paderberg. Yeah, he 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 went backwards on the Paderberg. You're right, and that was kind of it. Um, so, in fact, I think he finished with a slightly smaller Gruppetto. I don't think he was contesting the sprint, was he? He was in that. So they all got the same time. Oh, yeah. The only did? guy okay. that didn't right. was behind. Was uh, I think Van Barla? Okay, was well, I, uh, I, was I, dropped. I, Apologize um, for that. Then yeah. the last thing I want to talk about briefly before we move on to the women's race is just Sagan. Mm. Not really. I mean, I I wouldn't say he's a factor. Hasn't really been a factor. I mean, although if you ask Wout, he's a factor in screwing things up. 
but he this oh, is the yeah. this I, is the f- I heard that Wout was said Wout was mad at him for not pulling but it didn't look like anybody else was really doing no, much No he was talking about just the kind of surging and then stopping and surging and, and that you know that that will kill a move as as Thomas Gibbons you know detailed us uh, last week yeah. um but really and this is my marker for when Sags is not Sags is not in form is I he's not been on my fantasy squad all year first year ever Oh I had Wout No Sags. Oh, Sags. Yeah. No. Well, I never have Sags. That's my rule. You never. That's your rule. You never have Sagan. This is yeah. the first year that I've not picked him because he just doesn't look. I don't know. I'm just. I'm curious to see. I don't. I don't have any details. I don't want to speculate too much. But you know what? What's going to happen? Is he going to come good in tour of California? You know. Well, tour of well probably now he's going to go win Perry Roubaix. Yeah. So so let's talk. Let's talk for a second then about our uh, our fantasy squads before we go into the women's race. Yeah. Okay. If we must. Okay, we're going to talk about the real, real, real fantasy squad. Well, this is briefly mentioned that the dude, I I don't really want to complain too much about free product. Yes. But he changed things up this year. Instead of having the limited amount of transfers, he went to an unlimited amount of transfers. Mm. With a nine-man squad instead of a 12-man squad. Which, so you can switch every every race. Yeah. Anyway, but so we do have a traditional... 12-man squad, 24 transfers only. Not a big turnout this year, folks. Where are you at? Well, I think that was that was because... I mean, we do have a bigger turnout in the newer format one because mm. that was the only one that was available to start with. People signed up for that, and then we posted about the other one. I think that got a little bit lost yeah, in the mix. Right. So next year, year I, I hope year that they're going to... I hope that it's like, let's do the 12-man format because it's, it's way better. 12-man, 24 trades throughout the entire from... Milan San Remo all the way up to Liège. Anyway, so, yeah, so who's winning around, that league? We're around midpoint right now, right? We've had, I think there's 11 races and we've had five so far. So we're kind of close to the close to the midpoint. How many we transfers do you have left, Matt? Uh, let's see. How many transfers do I have left? I have uh, 12. So I'm doing pretty good. Ha- almost halfway through. I'm trying uh, to see where am I? Although oh, for oh. Shelter Priest, I have got nobody. Wait, I have 16. Damn. Yeah. And you're winning. All right, so let's just let's just look at the league real fast because we mm. we say we'd give a shout out. So uh, Matt, you are uh, the Coriander Circus Clowns. Yes. Are, are Do you like my uh, my uh, team uh, leader name? Vanderkite. Matthew Vanderkite. Oh. Do you remember Dirk Kite, uh, the racer? His name was spelled K U Y T. So yeah, that's wait, me. Dirk Kite. I thought he was a footballer. No, there was there was a um, back in the day. I think he used to ride for. Uh, Oh, I'm going to date myself here. Rabobank. But okay. anyway, I digress. Way past my time. Uh, second place is me uh, with a terrible name. The cobbles are gobbled. Gobbled. In uh, mm. third place is Therinius. Therinius? That's a oh, Matt a Urchel's uh, name with the new Sky sponsor. And we've got uh, JB Rally Cat presented by Semi Tough Second Club, our friend Jeremy Brown yeah. and his uh, new brewery. They started in Baton Rouge. So, uh, mm. And Classic Townsend. Holding down fifth spot. Yeah. The last step in the wide-angle podium. Yeah. Well, I've got that Ooh, going for me at least. Wow, you are like less than, you have like. Less than, less than half the points I've got, Townsend. Let's, okay, let's look at, can yeah. we look at your squad quickly? Because I've got, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, there's some interesting things. So your Ronda Van Vlanderen squad. Yeah. Uh, really, a, this was a bold choice. I'm going to say this, sir. Larry Warbass. Well, I didn't want to waste a transfer. I had Larry Warbass on my team from earlier, and I'm keeping him for the Ardennes. So I'm just keeping did, him as a four-pointer. Has he raced any of the spring classics whatsoever? He did uh, Milan, Milan San Remo. Oh, yeah, God. I had him too. Also, same situation where you're like, crap, you pick up a four-pointer, usually an emotional pick, and then you don't want to waste a transfer on him on another four-pointer who's probably not going to do anything unless you, it's You've got to go for all. a solid cobbles, a cobbles man for that, for the four-pointer. Sorry. Uh, sorry to call that out. Uh, who else have you got in there? Classic Townsend, though. Good name, though, don't you think? Yeah. A little bit of an inside joke, the classic Townsend. Bernie Townsend. Eisel, has he raced? Chad Haga? All right. Oscar Gatto. Yeah, I don't know. This... Don't 
Yeah. I've got a bunch of terrible four-pointers. I haven't transferred any of my four-pointers. You had Stebar, who was a washout. Of course, he got some assist points for uh, second place. Wait, are we breaking down my classic squad now all of a sudden here, guys? I'm just ripping my fifth place classic right squad? Uh, Let's move on to the women's race. That was wait, awesome. Wait, can I, can I tell you? Okay, okay so your yeah. overall, can I just quickly, your overall, overall rank of 1,618 1, contestants for this, ra- for this race, for Flanders, was 1,035. Mine was 20. Let's move mm. on to the women's race. Yeah. Um, Awesome that that was on flow bikes. Bam, uh, men's race started at three. Uh, women's race so it started at six thirty-five. And uh, Mark- so now the women's race actually starts in um, starts at the finish, and then they they essentially do laps, right? I think the start and the finish of the women's race is in. Udenard. I think the last forty odd, odd k is exactly the same for both of them. Yeah, I know right. that. But theirs but is a just- hundred. Their race is. Their race is what 160k, men's race is 270, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, Marta Bastianelli, Bastianelli mm. wins a three-up sprint uh, against Enemy Van Vluten and Cecile Utrup Ludwig. Bastianelli's yeah. been riding strong all spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel. We, we didn't even mention her on her last week's picks. No, we didn't. We were and, and actually, whereas she's been smashing yeah, it. I, yeah, like, and I said, I like we, we got we to gotta do better at this. And, and, and I, I wanted to, I was like, who is Marta Bastianelli? Because I've seen her riding strong. She's, she's wearing the Euro champs. She's wearing the Euro champ jersey. She yeah. also has world champ jerseys on, uh, stripes on. But I really hadn't heard of her yeah. before. And uh, I think she was third in the world champs this year or second or third. she was on the podium in the world champs race this year I think. so, so she, she yeah yeah she had a great start to her career and and won the world champs way back in 2008 okay yeah 2007 world then champion sort of didn't you know she actually she got a she got a doping suspension for a couple a years in there she was a junior yeah. and I, she or was, a u23 i think u23, u23. Yeah. she served a two-year ban right uh and then came back to cycling after that uh, and Not she kind of ramped it up slowly, and then since 2016 has you know started getting some some wins, and but really last year and this year she has uh, has really lit it lit it well, up. Yeah, I wanted to point out the fact that um, so she she got a popped, and she went to appeal her ban, mm. and it actually got lengthened. Yeah, she got uh, the Italian. Um, uh, whatever anti-doping gave her a one-year ban she appealed it and that it went to Cass, and then wada gave her a two-year ban so i i, I guess yeah <laughs> i guess it's just in, in some news that we're going to talk about later in you know what we talked about valverde um we it's i don't know like uh, anyway she uh, has an interesting past. Um, I tell you, the, the thing that annoyed me the most was that the announcers, once it was that three-person break... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they were giving her the win. They were giving her the win. Yeah. And, and do they do that in the men's as much? I don't know. It's just... It, I was like, come on. Like, Annemiek Van Vluten is like a monster. A TT monster, too. She's like super strong. Like, I would never... I mean, but like I just said earlier, I don't know a ton about women's racing, but it's just... It it really uh, <coughs> made me root for Enemy Van Vluten for sure. I mean, I think the point they were making is that she was far and away the sprinter of the bunch. Yeah. You know, yeah. both Enemy Van Vluten and certainly Cecile Ludwig are are you know more climbers, all rounders, uh, and so I guess it was you know a fair statement that going to sure. the line she would be the favored yeah. to favorite to win. But you're right, the way they were the way the way they were couching it was was I thought a little bit too much. It sort of almost detracted from the you know from the, the racing. The strong racing the Anamik was throwing down hammers and yeah. she almost kind of threw in like a like a 300 meter sprint and mm-hmm. it looked like maybe Bastionelli was not going to come around her uh but she did. Um but this in this the, the third place uh, Cecile Ultrip Ludwig is now like she is my new favorite rider. Yeah, she basically broke the internet with her post race interview and the memes that have been generated as a result of that. Mm. Uh, you know, Pam dropped the hammers, and then it was just going full gas into the Coromon, and then Pam, let's put the hammer down. Pam, let's put the hammer down. <laughs> 
it's so good. Um, and look, we know her from the course last year where she gave this amazing interview and it was all over all the podcasts. And the thing is, like, I never saw her face and like it's hard to kind of connect that way. We don't you don't see the, you see them. Yeah. And now I now I know and now I'm a fan and uh, the movements and the facial expressions and everything are just fabulous. And I was and, 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 so, and English is not her first language either. No, yeah. she she speaks Bionish. Yeah, she does. Yes. Uh, and anyway, just it's I was just thinking about how once again this is like really like the steps to an uh, to drive engagement in women's racing, and and one is you have to have coverage, and so flow bike we have flow bikes at my house now. Thank you, Emily, for buying that, so we can watch women's racing. Uh, then you have then you have you know the stories that get told, and we're talking we talked about what Rafa has done with EF. Um, and, and in this case, it's just the rider herself being her own person the personality is just good enough. And, and so, so seeing the post-race interviews and getting to put a name and a voice to a face and now, and watching her race because it's all the coverage and now I'm a fan and now I know her as a writer and now I want to follow her on Instagram and Twitter because mm-hmm. I want to see what she's doing. And, and, and just, just kind of thinking about that. I'm always thinking about that as, as a race promoter and trying to talk about race and like, how do you get more engagement? How do you. How do you cover these things, and how do we like you know tell these stories? And I just just thought that was a cool moment, and um, yeah, I'm 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 a huge fan. I'm gonna put the, ha- yeah, put the and, hammer and down. Yeah, and she's she's 23, and uh, you know she kind of has that. She's charismatic and quirky and kooky. She kind of you know it's like it's like what Sagan brought to men's racing. I think she's a character like that. Yeah, it's it's just a just cool, and I just I'm just it's like I said, I'm excited now. Yeah, about that more. Um, yeah, and that was a great race as well. It was another another great race, and uh, and you know, I, th- I think it's got to be. I mean, that, that makes it like if you had to choose between which which one to go to, Flanders or Roubaix. I mean, Wemby will work with Spit because you get two you get two awesome races. At so, so Roubaix does not have a women's race. No, it does not. That's pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know why you can't do it. That that was that was cool. Of course, um, they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, there's no no reason. No. Um, so none of us picked the winner for the women's, did we? No. Nope. So Corin- I actually picked a woman who wasn't there, Anna Van der Breggen. <laughs> so that was um, that was. So even we better. we all kind of we all failed that that yeah. women's pick. We we're doing better, although Corin Rivera did uh, crash out of the race fairly mm. early early on. So that was my pick. But um, I heard well, she's mine, okay. Mine stuck around the longest. Um, I had uh, Kristen Veeld, who was in the was in the front group for a bit. I think mm. she got dropped on one of the last few climbs. So I guess I won the women's race. I guess so. No, Marta Bastianelli won the women's <laughs> yeah. race. Good, good point. Ah, double Italian, double a double scoop of Italian gelato. So two Italian winners. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. How about okay. it? All right. Well, well that's some. Oh, I would say quickly, Roubaix picks, guys, uh, since we're talking about it. Who's going to win Roubaix? Peter Sagan. Ooh, God, I haven't even thought about this. Uh, you do yours and I'll come back. Wow, okay. I just thought of this right now. Um, so, I, dude, Kristoff. Mm. Like, he's looking good. Vanderpool's not going to be there. I don't think Betty All can do it oh, twice in a row. Degen Kolb was also looking good in Flanders. He got he got dropped late, but he was with the front group and and got over most all of the big climbs until just at the very end. Obviously, Roubaix doesn't have those sorts of climbs. It's got the it's got the serious cobbles. Um, Kolb has won Roubaix before, yeah, and he is he does appear to be on form. He would be he would be a, a I bet he's an odds one of the odds makers favorites. But just just because you uh, dissed him earlier, Bodie. I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with Peter Sagan as my pick. Okay. Okay. Get a Are you gonna put first? him on your squad? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> All right. Do you uh, get a hot take for us? Wout. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. Yeah. Um. So, I guess I think that's kind of it for the the two so classics. None of those guys will be on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Moving on to other news, sort of big news this last week, and speaking of previous doping charges, uh, Denise Betsema, Burger oh. Time, speaking of favorite characters in women's cycling, uh, got popped mm. um, for doping. Yeah, she will now be known as Tainted Spanish Beef Burger Time. Oof. So, yeah, I mean, just this, this kind of, I think it 
hit us and we chatted about it and it sort of you saw it in the collective cycling media but really just kind of like a like a big letdown um her story was a great story um oftentimes those stories where you look back and then you kind of what you know now makes things seem uh the unbelievable seem you know still not believable Mm. and there's a reason well (laughs) didn't quite get that right but you know what i'm saying well I mean, are we doing are we doing what everybody else apparently did on social media and jumping the gun because she returned a positive for her A sample? So I she has not been busted for doping yet. Is okay. So that, actually, this is what I kind of want to talk about the, the the procedure behind it. You have you have two samples. They're taken at the same time, right? Yes. Okay. Chances of them being different are very okay. So when you return a a, you're still not, you're not, sort of, I guess, convicted of doping yet, or well, you can acquiesce to that if you want to. You can, you can you say, you can say, yep, yep, no problem, or you can have an independent, and, and I presume pay to have an independent review of your B sample. Yeah, so I mean, it, it is kind of, it, it, it's pretty damning that if your A sample, yeah, returns positive. Yeah. So, yeah. and in, in, people will talk about like how many times does the B positive come back, you know, different. And mm. there's one person in, you know, in many chains and it doesn't really seem like that was a, a case that went well for that person. So it, it seems like this, yeah, is as positive mm. and well, I mean, look, let's yeah, steroids. Yeah. And, and, and let's, uh, let's give her every benefit of every doubt. Um, yeah, and, and, to. And, and, and let's even go ahead and say that it's not true, you know, that somehow there's some explanation for it. Again, it it is a, becomes almost sometimes a self fulfilling prophecy, regardless mm. of what the actual truth is. The taint of the, the the positive test, you know, right or wrong, becomes the thing that really undoes uh, the deal. And mm. and I think that's really what's what's happened here, um, for me at least, is just sort of you know just it it really just like yanks the rug out from underneath this sort of happy place of women's cyclocross. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed that everything was, you know, competitive and honest and real and, and these women going out week after week and just getting muddy and fighting each other for race wins and, you know, this this super competitive and what we believe to be level playing field where someone like Denise Betsema can come in and be fit and strong and compete with the with the best women in the world. And whether or not she actually was a doper or doping to get there, it just casts this enormous shadow on this amazing season of women's cyclocross. And I don't know, just leaves you, leaves you, you know, ugh, is just my, my feeling like, damn. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it, it 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 definitely. I mean, it's it in men's racing it would not be unexpected, right? It's but it's something I think we're we feel a little protected from it uh in women's racing uh and especially women's cyclocross, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you you know, we have to not let it cast a shadow over all the hard all the hard sorry, let not let it cast a shadow over all the hard work of the other riders mm. who have been doing it clean and who have been busting their ass. And sort of, you know, our first, we saw this uh, positive come out, and one of the first things we saw was Nikki Bramier saying, like, yay, I won Coxida, like, because yeah. she got second. And we initially were like, oh, you know, like, wow, that's fast. Like, that's you're really, like, you know, not giving her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but then others came. I mean, uh, Mark Legg made some comments. Uh, yeah. Katie Compton's husband. And uh, Ellen, Ellen Noble was yeah. like, you know, I was feeling really bad this year about stuff um, because I wasn't progressing like like Denise had. And now I feel better about myself because of this. You yeah. Know? And it's interesting. You know, I think Spencer Howe uh, of the Slow Ride Pod uh, tweeted that, like, don't you think like the people who were, you know, at the races racing against her every week kind of have. Mm-hmm. a better idea than all us, you know, idiots on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea that you know, Nikki was there racing against her yeah. and has probably raced against her in the past. And was um, probably on top form at Coxider and was like, how is she riding away from me? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, like yeah, but you're right, Townsend. It it, it is a it, it casts a pal, but I don't want to like have that overshadow the, mm. the, the 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 work of all the other women and the great racing we saw beyond that. Um, I guess you know we'll sort of keep that just on the back burner and and, and wait for the B. Uh, but it's I feel like I, I kind of got to move on from Burger Time. Like, yeah, well, and here's the other thing. This is the, this is the other person that it hurts. A heretofore yet to be named woman who next season, two seasons from now, three seasons from now has this meteoric rise and suddenly comes on to the cyclocross scene and then everybody's sort of looking around thinking, oh, well, is she the next Denise Betsima? You know, is she just, is it, is it you know? So it, it just, it, it, it undermines the credibility of people that do progress and do get fast and, and, and are Cinderella stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then you're sort of, you know, I mean, I'll be frank with you guys, and this is going to sound awful, and I certainly don't mean to cast any aspersions. I have absolutely no evidence to back this up. But you look at someone like, you know, Bastianelli coming and having a great, this awesome season this year and winning all these races, and then she's got a history of a history of yeah. doping, and you start thinking to yourself, and, and you know who t- her team boss is? I don't. Bianca Reese. Oh, well, God. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, then you know, and I feel terrible for even thinking that and feeling mm-hmm. that way but then you when you look at it you think well it's kind of kind of the story like in cycling if you get really good and really fast really quickly is it you know is it because you're just really good fast cyclist or is it because you're taking drugs yeah and that's what happens well i mean i'm just my, my last point on this is like it's still not set in stone we still don't know it's still kind of uh, a, a it's always it always has it's always a slightly gray area right you know if you will there's a lot of wiggle room in here i mean wiggle room <laughs> sorry. sorry freudian slip there wow oh God, you've been good, waiting dude. all waiting all night to <laughs> that pull was that one good. out Matt. yeah that was good oh was that it or was that that was it okay well I, one last thing i want to say is that i re, uh i now sort of understand what a lot of writers maybe went through or not sorry writers a lot of fans went through in the late 90s and like early 2000s sort of like really like you know believing in lance and really really buying into that story and and, and becoming a fan you, you, and, and you then don't you believe mean in miracles anymore <laughs> uh as greg lamont said it's unbelievable um so it's interesting because i felt like you know i came into cycling after that and now Denise is someone I, I mean I posted about her on my own Facebook page I rarely post on my own Facebook page but like you know really enjoy the story um, and now I'm like oh crap and now we have to go back and change the name of episode uh, what 60 <laughs> right? something of this podcast oh my gosh yeah tainted beef burgers um, anyway so yeah. all right let's let's move let's move on to happier places happier places mm. like Lambra no well I, we had a, a couple quick actually the happy and then maybe kind of sad. Uh, but Ian McNulty, a local food critic, <laughs> won the Giro de Cecilia. Yeah. Yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. He came very close. Unfortunately, he just got pipped at the line. I think he, he actually stopped at a lovely little restaurant uh, <laughs> down, down at the foot of Etna. So he had to, you know, an, you know on a full stomach. Too much t- pasta. I, yeah. uh, I do know Ian McNulty. He's actually a good friend of mine. Known him for a long, long time, 20 years or so. And uh, he does ride a bike. But he's not racing for Rally UHC. No, he's uh, not. Um, that would be uh, that would be Brendan McNulty. Yes. Uh, who his brother, of course. The penultimate stage, he absolutely um, he absolutely smashed and went went solo uh, off the off the front and a you know stunning stunning win uh, set up nicely by his team and the team defended phenomenally on the Etna climb the next day, which is featured in the Giro d'Italia. I mean, a, a monstrous twenty. 3K yeah, I heard uh, old Stinky Carl um, was out there putting in the work. Old fix, fixy famous Stinky Carl. Who's that? Who's that guy? Um, there was one. Who's the big sprinter guy? Who's, uh, uh, I'm forgetting Colin his Joyce. actual name. Colin Joyce was pulling forever up. Carl Edna. Murphy. Well, this was Colin, Colin Joyce was on the front, and he's you know um, he's he's not a climber. Yeah, and he was he he did a full on Kwiatkowski style effort up there and just. You know, pop. Ham, let's put the hammer down. Like insane. He was bobbing his head and everything. You know, he was he was he was definitely uh, cross-eyed in that in that final last K that he put in. But they they did a great job and defended. They didn't win that stage, but they he had such a big lead. He had over a minute lead going into that finale. So 
great job by them. Yeah, and and you know we'd be looking for those guys at at Bodie's uh, favorite Grand Tour, the mm. Tour of California, which yes. is coming up at the beginning of May. Wait, which is also a monument too. It's a Grand Tour and a, a monument. It's a well, cobbled monument and, uh, and a Grand no, Tour. No, no, grand it's, tour. It's, it's my favorite Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. It's also an American classic. Okay. Mm, okay. And is it the greatest one-day race <laughs> over seven days in the United it's States? It's the greatest seven one-day races. <laughs> yeah. Greatest seven one-day races. Yeah. Seven yeah. one-day race series. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be seeing uh, Rally UHC at Tour of California. Um, I'm actually getting really excited for Tour of California, guys. Well, so, wait, are we, that- are we going uh, to doom McNulty's, uh, the rest of McNulty's career now by calling him the next great American hope? Oh, the, the next TJ? Yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's, he- <laughs> well, that dooms him. Well, but- Lamond or TJ. I mean, yeah, I, I, we don't want to put too much pressure on him. Um, speaking of pressure, we also learned this week that Peter... Matt, I don't know how to say the last name. Kenyuk. Peter Kenyuk. Yeah. Kenyuk? Kenyuk. Kenyuk, yeah. Yeah. There's a K. You're pronouncing it with a K. It's a G-H. Yeah, it's he's from the Isle of Man. It's so, different there. So he announced on Instagram that he is taking a break. Um, mm, indefinite. Which, okay. I, yeah, well, I get, he's retiring. Um, and he's someone we haven't really seen the past few years. Not uh, much. He had a little bit of result last year, but he had a pretty crappy scene. He moved to Bora from Sky. Yeah, and did and what didn't have a great season. I think he had a pretty lousy last season at Sky too. Yeah, um, just sounds like there. <coughs> I guess the the reason it's it's notable is that um, we're talking about it because he recognized he needed to make some changes in his life, and that cycling wasn't you know his number one priority, and uh, his health was more important. And it sounded like cycling mm. was kind of getting in the way. He's so, got three young kids. Right. Yeah. He has. He has. You know. He's, he's not. He's not old, is he at all? No, he's, he's not even thirty yet. Yeah, and he has. And he has. You know. He has three kids, and maybe he's just like you know wants to go back home. So yeah. Well, best of luck to yeah. Ken Yuck. Um, is he the guy that would smoke cigarettes? Yes, in the off season. <laughs> yeah, he liked to. Uh, he liked to. Uh, he liked to enjoy his off seasons. Yeah. Speaking of cigarettes, I heard that uh, <laughs> TJ. Uh, Taylor Finney and Betty all used to smoke cigarettes on the off days at the tour. Oh my god, <laughs> that's just insane! All right, okay. Well, I think that wraps it up for all the Euro and Pro stuff. Yep. Let's, uh, let's go move on to some some local in Lambra. Looking at Strava yesterday, mm. and, and maybe we'll bring this up later. Looking at Strava because I happened to take a pretty awesome KOM um, on Sunday. But well, I was you just at, you just brought it up. You I said did. maybe we'll bring this up later, and then you immediately <laughs> brought it up. Now, now Townsend, you were you were looking at your Strava, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Townsend yeah. doesn't know how to look at Strava, so yeah, no, yeah. I was looking at Strava. But I saw it. I you saw looked it. at your own Strava. Yeah, I looked at Bodie's too. Because oh, you I wanted, oh, I wanted you figured to that see out? if you he got ask- the KOM. I know what KOMs are, guys. All right, so <laughs> but you figured that out now that you can actually see other people's Strava. <laughs> Thanks. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so scrolling through my Strava's feed, I noticed that um, Tom Wooten, a guy who used to live in New Orleans and, mm. and ride with us a lot, a uh, nice guy, he did a race out in New Jersey, and he wrote in his little his little bio or his details of his uh, his ride description that he forgot his cycling shoes, mm. and he rode a road race. He raced in a race uh, in sneakers. Yeah, and happened to win the group sprint for sixth. That's pretty impressive. That's so. Tom Moon, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> but uh, major kudos. I commented on Estrava like, "Holy shit, that's amazing." Uh, what kind of pedals do you have? <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, he had Shimano, so they're pretty decent size. Now, this uh, this was platform. the one. This was the one yeah. lap, five minute kids race that he won. <laughs> that, that he finished. That he finished sixth in the group sprint, right? If you go on a Strava, someone posted the uh, GoPro footage of the entire race. <laughs> wow, oh my god! Sure, it's like a 25, 30 mile race. Um, so, just so yeah, that would not work with speed plays. Would not work with speed plays. No. SPDs would be really tough as well. Um, I've, so, do, I've done that with SPDs. I, I in California, I went to go climb Mount Tam, and I left my <laughs> I left my SPD shoes at home, and I had to do it in my sneakers. 
Wow. And, and that was not fun. Um, kudos to you, Tom. Um, I'm glad you uh, didn't give up and gave it a try, and it sounds like you got a good result. Yeah. So also this uh, weekend was the Joe Martin stage race. Speaking of good results. Up in Arkansas. Yeah, former teammate, mm. um, friend of the pod. Emily Full Gas Gas won the women's uh, three four five race. Uh, pretty much won just, all three stages. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a road race, an uphill three k TT, three mile time trial, three mile time trial, five k TT, and then uh, for, for the Europeans out there, and then a crit, and she won all three. Sounds like but, she should have been in the women's two three, but uh, mm. but you know mm. what? It also sounds like it sounds like she should take up Tom and Lauren's offer. Of being a guest rider I, at Sunny King. I agree. Um, I think so, too. I think I think she would fit in. I, I Like I said, we listened to the episode, and uh, Lauren said if you're a one or a two, and you have a good personality mm-hmm. and super nice, and Emily is super nice and has a great personality and yep. fun and super strong. Well, you and I have both talked to her about it, Bodie. We have. I, I left her a message on Saturday about it, too. Don't want to... Yeah, I think, I think I'd say, all right, we're done. Yeah, and I'm, don't, I'm not trying to... Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, but I wanted to point out that I looked at her time trial in the 3-4-5 race, and I looked at the time trial in the women's 2-3. Uh, she would have won that. And then I looked at... She would have won the 2-3. Yeah, with her time. And then yeah. I looked at her time against the UCI women's race, and she would have finished mid-pack out of 70. And is she Merck's? Merck's style, or she got a TT bike this year? I believe uh-huh. she's Merck's style. Yeah, with, she might with, have with aero bars. Maybe, possibly, maybe, not maybe. Sure. We should ask her. I'm okay. pretty sure she doesn't have a TT bike, but I could be wrong. So solid result. It's an uphill TT, so it might be less important. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. And uh, look forward to uh, our local hero going smashing bigger races. Mm. Um, we also had a team Velovit uh, out of Jackson had a big squad in the elite one two race. Sounds like they put up some decent results. Uh, looked like a pretty hard race. A lot of like, bad weather. They had a four-stage race. Um, looks like Patton Sims might have been in a almost a winning move in the Criterium on Sunday, but dropped his chain or had a mechanical. It's like hmm. a lot of mechanical. Saw John Mooney crashed. Schlecht. Uh, uh, Running SRAM, I'm guessing. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't Yeah. Yeah, I saw Patton. I saw some Instagram videos of uh, Patton in what looked to be a two or maybe three at the most. Uh, man break in the crit yeah I think. so you know that's a bummer but looks like his uh, form is pretty good so I'm maybe we'll be seeing those guys coming up in two weeks at the Nolan Motorsports race um, I'm getting pretty pumped for that yeah me too I'm gonna race it yeah I, I actually was about thinking I might do the 3-4 and just jump into the one two threes and last as long as I can um, pretty excited so you're feeling like your form is pretty good right now Bodie Feeling like the form is pretty good. So wait, is that Easter weekend? Is that when that is? No, it's a weekend after Easter. Weekend after, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of your form, Bodie, uh, you uh, you sent uh, you sent Mr. Kenny Bello a- an email this weekend, didn't you? I certainly did. <coughs> certainly sent him an email. Or or you caused an email I to be sent. To you be dropped sent. some mm. shit on his inbox. Mm. Um, tell us about how that happened, Bodie. <laughs> feels 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 a little bit weird. Talk to about your race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I kind of felt like I'd won a race, but I just, you know, we went on a group, we went on a ride on Sunday, and uh, we noticed on our way out that the wind was pretty good for on the way back coming over the Alpe de West Bank. And, and fought, fought a mighty headwind on the way over the bridge and uh, figured we'd have a mighty tailwind on the way back. Yeah, so I did some intervals, and then we smashed the bridge as hard as we could and uh, happened to take the KOM. Townsend, uh, did you lead him out of the bridge? Uh, I mean, just just at the very base. Bodie came around me real early. Before and, the and turn? Then, and then I grabbed his wheel at the turn, mid-turn, <coughs> Bodie came around me. Mm. Yeah, before the start of the segment. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there he goes, guys. There, there you go, folks. I've taken the KOM. Uh, you should go out there and take it from me. I, I welcome that. I also, this, this is the second, third Third bridge in New Orleans that I own. So Ooh. Let, let's just let me just throw this into the mix. That's a KOM that stood for probably six years. No. Yeah, I think 20, 2012 was a lot was the time that Kenny had set. So, but doesn't uh, Big Boy share? Didn't Big Boy share that one with him or shared the no, other side? No, but he said he did. He told us that at Urban South afterwards when we were talking about no, it. No, I, but I his remember best, them being his best time is a one thirty five. The KOM was. 130. Hmm. 
Uh, that might have been the other way was the 135. I don't know. Yeah, I think he shared one of them with Kenny. Must must have shared it the other in the other direction. <coughs> yeah. Well, kudos. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm. Um, literally, kudos. Mm. Yeah, literally. Strava. So I do know that. That's right. That's what you do on Strava when you hit the little thumb button. They call that a kudos. <laughs> yeah, Emily and I were just talking a lot yesterday about who and 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 how and when we give out kudos on Strava, because it's not always. But there are some rules for giving out kudos. Mm. Well, let's not let's not get into those right now because you, yeah. you guys the will lose me. You guys will lose me quick. I, I right. will say this: that if we go on a ride together, I, I give you kudos. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, that's that's my rule. I, I go I go through people I rode with. Yeah, yeah. thumbs yeah. up everybody that I that yeah. I was with. So See, anyway. I don't even call it kudos. I call it thumbs up. <laughs> I call it thumbs up and I thumbs you up on, you. Are you on Reddit? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, guys, I mean, I think that's kind of it. Yeah. All right. I think we've we've talked a lot. That was yeah. a good, good show. We just feeling hit good. an hour. So. I'm feeling good. I'm yeah. excited for Perry Roubaix. Mm. Um, quick question: Who won it last year? Wow, really? Come on, uh, Nikki Terpstra. Oh. No. <laughs> this Peter is a bot- Sagan. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> Nikki Terpstra I... won it. <coughs> Terpstra hasn't won Roubaix. Yeah, he is. Terpstra oh, won it two yes. years ago. No, three, so three years, years ago. Four years ago. Okay. Terpster won it three years ago. Degenkolb won it two years ago. Sagan won it last year. I think you're still missing one. But no. Uh, uh, Heyman. Yeah. Duh. That was Heyman. like five years ago. No, Heyman was after Terpster. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, that's so, that's how good we are about cycling. Yeah. We're well, we got there. Well, that's pretty good to pull off of our, pull out of our, out of our ass there. Yeah. Well, we got there eventually. Uh, yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty jazzed about it. I can't okay. wait. Don't wait. Don't forget, Shell de Pries is on Wednesday. That is the unofficial Sprinters World Championship. Yeah, so burn Sprint, some, Sprinters Classic. Burn right? some transfers mm. if you want or not, and mm. save them for the Ardennes. I might do. I've got four to burn, apparently. So I might <laughs> do that and just really push it out there. Wow, guys. Peter Sagan won it last year. Greg Van Avermaet won it the year before that. Yeah. Matty Heyman the year before that. Degenkolb yeah, the Degen year Cole before that. And Terpstra. Nikki Terpstra was 2014. Yeah. Canceled. Yeah, yeah. Consolara was the year before that. That's right. Because I had a Facebook memory of the time we all watched it mm. at Finn's. That's yeah. right. God. And then I'm guessing Bonin was the year before yes. that. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. The fourth. Uh, and his the, fourth. Year, the year before that. Johan von Sommeren. Oh yeah. So that's when he right. was, when the, 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 the first skeleton. big the first big win for uh, Garmin. So yeah, the their classics. other monument or their yeah. no, they have three monuments. What's their third? Oh no, they have four monuments. They actually oh, Dan, have Dan Martin won Liege. Dan Martin won Liege and he won uh, uh, the race of the falling leaves. Uh, the Giro uh, yeah, Primavera. The, the uh, Lombardia. Giro Lombardia. Yeah, he won Lombardia too, right? Wait, Dan I, Martin won Lombardia. I believe so. Okay. I could be pulling that out of my ass, but I, I believe they actually have four monuments. I, so they only don't have Milan San Remo. That's okay. crazy. That are, is crazy. Are you confirming this right now before we I'm end the show? I'm trying to confirm it before, but before we end the show, because that doesn't sound right to me, but uh, you are correct, Matt. Boom! 2014, Dan Martin won it for Garmin Sharp. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, Good on call. that note, Townsend... Uh, well, okay, guys, this is a T-Bone saying I might be racing my bike in Anniston, Alabama at Sunny King this weekend. Bodie will talk about it off the air about whether we're going to try to make that trip. And if we go, I think I'm going to bring my bike. And if I bring my bike, I think I'm going to race my bike. So there you go. Uh, this is a cheerio. I'm saying I won't be in Anniston, Alabama. I will be on the beach hitting my uh, sandy gravelly sections out off of 30a in florida and uh i'm taking the cross bike this time with the john bon jovis we're gonna hit up maybe i'll get some koms or maybe not but my other point is i'm really hoping for a wet roubaix all right wet roubaix that sounds like something you don't want to eat <laughs> um and this is the Bodhi Bodhi uh saying i hope to be in aniston i will not bring my bike even though i'm on kom taking form but i will bring bringing the camera taking all kinds of photos um once again if you have any questions comments or concerns give us a shout at yeah you ride at gmail.com leave us a rating and or review on itunes and i'll see you next time and thank you vicnet for this sweet outro music 
and then it was just going full gas into the Coromon and then bam let's put the hammer down and then you know we tried and it was fun like it was super much fun and you know people screaming on the side like ah! you know and you know you, you just feel that energy you know you just suck it all in and you're like yeah they're cheering for me you know <laughs> not especially because they are cheering for me but it was it was super cool like I just enjoyed that energy this race has like so many spectators it's crazy and you know this finish line is just oh you can see it from far 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 and you just go and you're like and then we look back you know and they were coming full gas from the back and we were just like you know trying to fuck they can't go they can't come they can't come and then yeah I mean I was a dead fish at the end